there's something that happens when you listen that's different than when you read. Eugene Peterson has this quote, when language is at its best, it forms rather than informs. I sometimes wonder how history will view our age. We're potentially on the cusp of the most dramatic shift in the way humans interact with one another and our world. Even 20 years ago, our current means and mechanisms of accessing and transmitting information, well, it was unimaginable. I wonder what unimaginable realities we're racing towards. And as with all change, it's embedded with consequences, both positive and negative, and only really understood in our collective hindsight. Today we talk with two people, one an entrepreneur. His professional focus is dedicated to creating technology that delights, deepens, and helps form people. You may remember John Bailey. He's the co-creator of the Bible listening app, Dwell. It's sorely limiting to call Dwell a Bible listening app. It's so much more. Part of what makes it special and distinctive is the originally scored background music. This brings us to our second guest, the musician Chad Lawson. There's something very unique about the way Chad approaches his craft as a musician. I'm absolutely delighted to share this conversation with you. It was one of the most moving podcasts I've recorded. Now you may be wondering why we're airing this conversation under the incarnational stream and not the evangelical. Much like the disciplines, the categories of the streams, they blend and move into one another. And listening to the way Chad talked about music, the way he composes, well, it's incarnational. One last thing. Our friends at Dwell have agreed to offer a 33% discount to listeners of the podcast. You can access this discount by going to dwellapp.io slash renovare. That's dwellapp.io slash renovare. And of course, the app is available in both the Apple Store and Google Play. Also should mention, Chad has a number of albums, but if you just want to hear the music he composed for Dwell, it's available to stream on Spotify and Apple Music. You can find it by searching for Dwell Stillness. My name is Nathan Foster, and welcome to the Renovare Podcast. John, there's something that's always interested me about you. You're very minimalist, kind of analog guy. Yet, yet you have you've been involved in tech businesses, you know, really your whole life. Um, interesting. Tell me a little about your relationship with technology and how it can be used for good. Yeah, I think it's actually a, it's a question we've been asking ourselves um, a lot of here at Dwell, um, is what role does technology have in the spiritual formation space? Can it, can it be used redemptively? 
because so many of us experience technology as this really interesting way to connect, but also this really powerful way that distracts us. Um, but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. In fact, what does our world look like in 20, 30 years? What does it look like in 40 or 50 years for a follower of Christ to be immersed or saturated in a digital technological world? And what are the implications for formation? Those are the questions that we're constantly thinking about. And we want to be at the very tip of the spear of that. We want to be thinking very proactively about implementing digital technology in a way that actually supports or helps people in their walk with Jesus. Um, so our mission is, is right now is to make this ancient practice of hearing scripture accessible to our modern world by creating technology that delights, deepens, and forms people. If we do that right, we have the opportunity to help people spiritually thrive in a technologically driven world. So that's why we that's why we see ourselves existing. That's what we want to do is help people with that. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, and and I've heard you talk a little bit about this practice of listening to scripture and how you know this is not a, a new thing by any yeah, means. It's it's actually kind of stunning when you think about it because before anything in the scriptures were written down and read, people listened to them in the form of stories and sayings, parables, uh, pieces of wisdom. The Jewish scriptures actually were told for centuries before they were written down. You fast forward a little bit to for 40 years after Jesus's resurrection, there was no written record of his life. People listened to it before they ever read it. The same is true for the, the New Testament letters. They were written by the early apostles and they were meant to be read aloud in a congregational setting. And so the whole mindset in the ancient world was that texts were to be written in such a way that they made for good listening. And so it's, it's really interesting to see this dynamic of, of scripture listening. Uh, if, you, if you even fast forward further to Gutenberg, um, lived 1400 to 1486, um, before he invented the printing press, the vast majority of Christians didn't have a Bible. Uh, most couldn't even read. And then even after the Bible began to proliferate, literacy rates still remained low. So think about this. In the 1800s, only 15% of the world could read. That means 85% of the world was still illiterate in the 1800s. And so the way people engaged with scripture was to listen to it read aloud. For the overwhelming majority of our Christian tradition, people have listened to the Bible instead of read it. And and we think that that's really important that we reclaim or recreate that experience for people um, because there's something that happens when you listen that's different than when you read. Eugene Peterson has this quote that, that we use around here sometimes. It says, when language is at its best, it forms rather than informs. Hmm. Um, so all the stories and lines of poetry that we love, when they're working at their best, they're forming us. Um, they make us see more, love more, want more, become more. Um, and I think listening has a tendency to kind of push us in that direction. Not that reading can't do that as well. 
but it's almost like we want to help people strike this balance between listening to scripture and reading it. Um, to us, that that seems to be like one of the really great opportunities for Dwell is to be able to do that. So that's that's kind of what we're that's what we're after. That's what we're looking to do. What's been helpful to me is to not think about um, audio books of sort, and you know, for me, it was books on tape where I began, and and to not think of them as just um, convenient ways to uh, read a book while I'm doing something else, but that there's actually a different learning experience that can take place. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you think about it, when we read, I think our default tendency is to study. We want to pull the text apart and piece it back together. We're kind of drawing conclusions or making decisions. It's almost like we're putting the text to work. We're seeking comprehension when we read, or at least that that's kind of the way we're built. Uh, whenever we read, we're kind of driving for comprehension. Uh, when we listen, we have to leave all that behind. We lose our ability to be precise, and there's no underlining or cross-referencing we're not consulting any commentaries. We're not even starring or highlighting. Listening is more leisurely. And so when we, when we get the opportunity to listen to scripture, we're marinating in it. And so instead of reading the words, we steep in them. Um, and so the, the opposite word of comprehension is apprehension. So when we listen, we're gaining apprehension. And I love that word because it means that we're laying hold of something but if we think about it in terms of scripture, I think it's better said that something is laying hold of us. <laughs> We're seized or captured or engaged and engrossed. And if, I think it's similar to what happens to us when we listen to music. We get lost in it. It's like we just get lost in that experience. And it's something that's so wonderful. We can have that same experience with scripture, just getting lost in scripture, marinating in it. So that's that's what I think the unique difference is between listening to scripture and reading to scripture. And I think when we listen, it just opens our heart up in a little different way that allows the seeds to fall in, um, in a different area that maybe we're not used to. And then the opportunity to bear fruit in that new space in our heart, that new space in our life is so important for us. So that's what I'm, that's what gets me really excited about. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, I know you've got a piece that we can that we can listen to, um, and I, I wondered if you might have a, a word of how do you prepare to marinate, steep yourselves into the into the text for it to lay hold of us? Is there anything that you do as you're beginning to listen? You know, finding a quiet space is always uh, important for me, um, and just and just closing my eyes. Um, and just being ready to like really just soak in it. And, and that's, you know, that's for the romantic version too, of just having that quiet space. But oftentimes I find that just being able to listen on my, my commute makes that space a little bit more redemptive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the idea of being able to um, do something with my exterior self while at the same time nourishing my inner self. Um, so whether that's chores or on commute or something along those lines, being able to do that is a rewarding experience. And, um, that's, that's what I love about dwell. It gives you that great possibility of, of being, uh, in the world, but not of it. 
hmm. uh, listening. Um, so it, it's great. Very nice. Okay, well, let's uh, listen to a short piece, and then and then we'll see if we can get Chad uh, in the conversation. This is Colossians three one through seventeen. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked, when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. There it is. Very good. Well, yeah. Thanks thanks for um, adding the different voices so that people can yeah. hear that. It's helpful. As you all were deciding to put to all together, why music? And, and how did uh, Chad enter the picture? There's a Estonian composer of classical music and religious music named Arvo Part. And he, he wrote this line. He says, God knits man in his mother's womb slowly and wisely. Art should be born in a similar way. Hmm. And when I read that line, I thought that could have easily been written by uh, Chad Lawson, Steinway artist, composer. 
he he's the guy that's responsible for all of the music in every genre that you hear on dwell and he is the kind of person that crafts his notes carefully and wisely and i just see him in in his studio knitting those notes together and um it's been an honor and a joy just to be able to work with him and to know that his music is prayer to him mm-hmm. um, to know that you're there's prayer embedded into what you're listening to in the scripture is just such a it's such a great feeling and uh, such an, an awesome experience for people and um, so that's why we wanted to have music underneath because if you think about movies without music it kind of gets a little boring or boring is probably not the right word but music elevates the experience it enhances it it paints the picture uh, in a, a new yeah. sensory kind of it really does it. and if you step back and look at the bible as a whole it's one big story made up of little stories and so why not put a soundtrack to it why not enhance it elevate it and chad has that vision for elevating the scripture enhancing it and he, he he'll usually say Sorry, I don't want to steal your thunder chatter. <laughs> no, man, go and you're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> but he usually says, if you recognize or notice the music, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. There's a there's a beautiful truth to that, and and he doesn't. He's not looking to get into the spotlight. He's not looking to say, "Look at me." His music is so subtle, so soft that it elevates the scripture. And it's a beautiful picture of his heart for music. It's a beautiful picture of his heart for Christ. And so um, when you add all that up, you, you go, why wouldn't you do music, right? You got to have it. And then, of course, for people that just don't love music, they can, you can always silence the music. So you're not stuck um, inside dwell with, with music. But what we find is many people say, I love this music. It's, it works so well. It's amazing. You know, even people that were skeptical at first, they end up just leaving it on and just delight in it. So it's wonderful. Very nice. Uh, Thanks, John. I, I really appreciate that, John, very much. Uh, Thank you. Chad, you, you wrote the soundtrack to the Bible. Um, no, <laughs> no, no pressure there. <laughs> it's a daunting task, right? <laughs> I, are you, how do you feel about how it came out? Are you pleased? Uh, I love it personally. And I, I think the way I, the way I view music, at least what I do is it is worship, like regardless of the scenario, you know, if I'm practicing or if I'm on the stage, it's, it's all worship. Uh, and that's how, that's how, that's how I, that's how I come to it. Um, and so when, uh, you know, and John and Josh approached about dwell, I was just like, and this is this is awesome. This is unbelievable. And the timing could not have been better. I was working on uh, another project that was complete antithesis of of this. You know, it was just really dark, and just the the content was just, just really dark. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, do you want to write some music for the Bible?" And I'm like, "Yes," you know, because <laughs> it was just like such a joy. It was just like you know to be able to. Um, to go over and do this and 
you know, the thing is, it's really interesting because they really gave me kind of a carte blanche. You know, they were just like, hey, just do your thing. And, um, you know, let's let's just see what happens with it. And and it was really wonderful because, honestly, I would just ask them for um, I'm really big into this. I, I really just asked them for a single word. Um, Cause a lot of times, like when you're working with film or when you're working with projects, people are like, okay, so here's the story, you know, it's a coming of age about this young kid. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, stop, stop. You know, I, I just, if I get too much information, I lose sight of what the end result is. Right. And so they're like, yeah, but you need to hear about the twist. No, I don't want to hear about the twist. You know, I, <laughs> I, I just want really simple, and the better the word, the better the music, you know, because like, you know, if you're going to say love, I'm like, really, really, that's your best, best word you can come up with, you know, but John and these guys, man, they just were like, they were like game on. And some of the words that they would send, I was like, oh, that's just gorgeous. And then like I just, I, I, no, I can't share that. That's, no. That's, yeah, I can't. No, I, I can't. Okay. No, that's that's between us. Um, and and, and so I, I, I so I hypocrisy, <laughs> reprobate. Those are the words. I got it. It's all in plums. There. You know. Um, <laughs> so so I, I I would I would come into the studio and um, and I would just sit and I literally would just pull out a piece of paper and and a pencil and I would just start scratching out these melodies you know and then i would just wait my favorite note is space right so you have like a note and then you have this gap and then you have another note and in between that that's where the seed is planted and nourished and 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 the listener is able to sit and actually catch what's going on. Because when there's too much going on, be it conversation, be it music, be it life, there's a lot of things you miss, you know? Um, and so with the music, this was completely my, completely my jam, if you will. Um, as far as just, you know, the subtlety, the minimalism, everything behind it was really just I, I could not have been working with a better group of people um, because they they also respected what I do, you know, and they were really um, just so great to work with. So with this music, of creating this worship music, it's I really just wanted there to be um, two things. I wanted to be authentic worship. And for me personally, that's just like waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Spirit. And so if I strike a chord, and if I sit on that chord for 15, 20 seconds as it rings out, then I feel like that's what the Lord has right now, you know? Because it's like you hear something and the listener has to chew on it, you know? And so a lot of times, even so working with dwell and with the scripture and such, you know, I'm so glad John brought that up because I probably would have forgotten to bring this up. It's like, if you can hear the music, then I'm not doing my job. I'm getting in the way. And that just completely defeats the purpose of anything. And so with with Dwell, it was just like, create this underlying bedding to where you're just bringing 
worship even closer to the listener. You know, the role of music is to tell the story that the camera or that the that the voiceover is not telling you, right? So it, you are listening to someone speak, but then the music is painting the picture of something that hasn't been spoken, but yet it's there, you know, and you sense that. Um, so that's what's been really so refreshing about just working with Dwell. It's just like, just go create, you know? And and if, you know, if I send them something and if they don't like it, then it's like, hey man, you gotta talk to God about that one. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm, to, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Um, but I mean, it's, 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 it's been really beautiful. It's been really, it's been really beautiful. How many hours of music did you write for this? Well, I, well, let's see. The, the, um, last year we did we did five albums, right? Mm-hmm. We did um, one album of solo piano. We did one of piano and cello. We did one of guitar, and then we did one of like an ambient, and then we did a Christmas release. So that was um, that was forty six tunes before Christmas release. So you're looking mm-hmm. at like fifty six or so, give or take something mm-hmm. around there. Um, which is great, which is great. So, I mean, on in, in the studio, I've got this, like, okay, this month I need to do this, or this month I need to do this. Because if I if I don't, then all of a sudden it's like, hey, Chad, um, we really need, like, a, an album of, like, 12 songs. Can you, can you put that out to us, you know? And I'm like, oh, man, you know, which I, you know, which is fine. But, like, being able to break it up, you know, uh, is, is really helpful. So. And you, and you, Chad, you're releasing new music we release new music in the app probably every couple months right so you've already done yeah. you've probably added at least another 16 tracks since yep. we launched in july yeah. and so one of the kind of one of the things that we're passionate about is you know just new music creation keeping the experience for the user as fresh as possible um, so that when you you know you plug in the ambient genre there's new tracks um, to experience and listen to. And um, it's really, it's really great. And I will say the new piano and cello uh, material that came up uh, this year, man, I, I couldn't be more proud than that stuff. It mm-hmm. was really, there were some beautiful moments there. It was really beautiful. So it's exciting. It's, it's exciting because it's like, you do want that sense where like, you know, someone's listening to scripture and, and they're not like, oh, okay, I've heard this before. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it is that newness, not only in scripture, but also with music. And uh, mm-hmm. that's been that's been fun. And I actually, I really appreciate that about this app, where they're just like, no, let's just keep this really fresh. You know, let's just continue to create content. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I, it was really fun um, in the process. Uh, I guess a few years ago, John was playing for me some of your music and said, you know, we've got this guy and he's doing these recordings and it's, it's exciting to watch come to life with it. Chad, do you do something, you, do you pad your, the hammers on the piano or it's different? What is that? Yeah, years ago, um, <laughs> so years ago, we're, uh, our old house we used to live in, my studio was inside the house. So when I would play the piano, um, you would hear it throughout the house. And so um, we have two young children. And at the time, one of them had just been pretty much been, been born. And so I found a way of putting felt, really thick felt, between the strings and the hammer 
so I could practice. And it would really mute the sound. It was really dark in the sound. Um, so I could practice and, and not wake anyone up or not disturb anyone. And at the time, I was writing music for a short film. And the director wanted to come over and hear what I was working on. And I'd completely forgotten that I had left the felt in when he, when he came over. He's like, he sat down. And he's like, all right, let me hear what you're doing. And so I struck the first chord. And, and I was like, uh, and he was just like, I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, this sounds amazing. He's like, just just keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I was going for, this kind of vibe, this kind of sound, you know. And, and so he left, and I was like, oh, my word. You know, I've been playing for your piano for this many years, and I've, I've never heard the piano sound like this before. Um, and this was in 2013. So um, that inspired the album The Space Between. I literally, literally wrote that album in one day with the exception of one song. And I recorded that album the next day with the additional song. And that was all because of this felt piano. And so what I found is it really does, uh, is a catalyst to that allowing the space to happen. Because what happens with the felt is it takes away the attack, the abrasiveness of a note hitting the string. And so when that happens, you're getting these long, lush overtones where you can strike a chord and hold it. And, you know, it's it's so big, you can take a nap on it. You know, it's like really just um, lush. And what we also found is that works really well with dialogue because it doesn't get in the way. And so whereas when you have like a normal piano where there's no felt involved, your ear is kind of drawn to it. Um, and it, th there is kind of that, that fight, that contrast between voice and piano, which one do you listen to? And with the felt, it really, it really just get, gets rid of that. And so it allows the listener to kind of focus on, on the dialogue, which has been really great. Um, but yeah, excellent, excellent ears, Nate. That's, that's, that's excellent ears. So it all kind of came by accident. And, and, and now it's, it's actually a huge trend. Uh, the last couple of years, you're beginning to hear a lot of pianists um, that are doing this felted piano um, technique, which has just been fun. It's just been fun to see it catch on. So I wasn't the first, just so you know. I'm not claiming to be the first. So <laughs> we lost your audio, Nate. You you just put felt between you and the mic, right? Right. <laughs> That's, yeah. right. That's right. Um, yeah, it, it really does work for the voiceover on it because it isn't jarring and it lets it just kind of float in the back. One of the things I'm noticing, and I just really curious if you, Chad, would have anything to say to it. And it's not so much in, in the dwell app, but it is in there. Uh, I get the sense that you don't mind writing dark and holding some kind of longing and I don't know, sadness, but, but yet hope like, I'm throwing words out, but does any of that ring? For no, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, um, that's a that's an interesting point. I've I've never really thought about it as far as writing dark. Um, I think for me, I am a very, I'm a very quiet person. I'm I'm rather extreme introvert, um, and I don't know if that is why I love minimalism so much as far as this music is concerned. Um, 
but I do, for me, I look at prayer as a crying out to God, right? I, I look that I look at it as, you know, in the middle of the night last night, I, I woke up at 4.30 and could not go back to sleep. Looking back on this right now, my prayers really were, God, I really, I really am asking, I'm really laying this at your feet. I'm bringing something right now at your feet, placing it before your altar. And I'm laying it there and then I'm getting up and I'm walking away. And what I'm bringing to you, I give to you solely. And my entire career, my entire life, be it musical, be it non-musical, has been that prayer, right? Of just saying, you know, your timing is best, your everything is best, and I'm going to leave it at your feet. And I think you have those different types of people who experience and express worship differently. You have those that just, man, they just shout, you know, they just want to jump and they just want to scream. And they're just like, Jesus, you know, and they're just, and they're just at it. Right. And I love that, but that's not me. That's not Chad Lawson. And I think you hear that in my playing, you hear that in my writing to where I just want it to be as naked and sincere. And I don't want to say heartbreaking because it isn't heartbreaking, but I look at it as, um, I'm pleading. I'm pleading that he would hear what I'm placing before him. And I guess that comes across musically. I've, I, truth told, Nate, I've, I've really never looked at it in that perspective. Um, but that's my personality, I guess, bleeding into this. It does come across. I mean, there is an, an aspect uh, of your music that is heartbreaking in, in the most beautiful use of the word. I mean, it does feel... Um, yeah, one of my biggest inspirations um, is Jason Upton. I don't know if you're familiar with him mm -hmm. or not. Yeah. Um, I love him, man. I love him so much. And there are times when, you know, a season is going on to the house and I'll walk in and you'll hear jason's music you know and just like that heart that he has to where he is just he's unapologetic and just crying out and um i think if there is any heart that i would want to write music for it would be jason you know and so i i i think that's kind of probably what you're hearing um to be honest is my um I don't say wanting to be like Jason, but our, our worship experience, I think, would be similar. Sure. Yeah. It, I mean, when I hear you say it, it's prayer, it doesn't, it's like a, yeah, like I believe you, it's in there. And um, well done. Well done. And John, like, I mean, the vision you guys had of, of pairing uh, the written word with the incredible voice readers uh, with, with the bedding of Chad's music, top notch. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you guys for today. It's a real honor. Oh, thank you. It's, it's yeah. a treat, man. It's, it's such a treat. Well, 
And there you have it. So moving. Again, if you're interested, you can access the Renovare discount at dwellapp.io backslash Renovare. That's dwellapp.io backslash Renovare. As always, thanks for listening and have a great week.